was speaking to me Friday that I'm just going to follow up on, and I, I don't have really, I have a bunch of scriptures, so we'll just, we'll just float, okay, just allow me some freedom tonight to float, but I want to just stay in the book of Acts, and I just really feel like there's some things, there's some principles that the Lord wants to show us, because how many know if Jesus said to the disciples, say, go and wait, go and tarry, this was the last thing he said when he was on earth to them. He said, let's just, let, I want you to go one place, go tarry, and go wait. And, and how many know that the church needs to learn to tarry and wait? Again, we need to just learn to wait in the presence of the Lord. But I feel like this was very, very important and very crucial because if the Lord said it, of course he was resurrected, of course he had, you know, still had holes in his hands and in his side and, and he was about to ascend but he's told them to go and wait for the promise of the Father and so I would th you know reading through the book of Acts and I'm just doing some background study and I'm really I, I haven't gone into like depth on a lot of books but I feel like the book of Acts gives us the model for what the church looks like before this is, this is the, the it's the former reign it's not even the latter reign it's like the last days we get double, like torrential, how many, I've been in India when there's just been these torrents of rain. How many know that sometimes when the rain comes and it's beyond, you know, the, the water systems, they can't handle it. And it just begins to flood in their intermarriage. So this is what, this is what God wants to pour out in these days. Is more than we can even handle, more than we can come on, more than we can divert here, there, or anywhere, more than ever, we need the Spirit of God. And I know you and I both need the fire of heaven, but there has to be a thirst for this so that, come on, somebody will become so full of God that when they walk down the street, it actually does emanate out of them and the sick are healed just like that. I, we don't have to have a massive crusade. You're just walking in the strength and power. Crusades are good and we're, come on, God's it's doing that. Come on, we won't get the billion soul harvest. We won't see what God, the, really the fullness of what he's going to pour out until that, you know, we begin to engage with that because I believe America should be pulled into this harvest because it's all over the world, but we're yet to see it in America, right? So that means the American church needs to get full, right? And so... I, I just want to just want to camp there for a minute, but I, there's so many things that I feel like the Lord we're we're we're, we're right in the right, right place at the right time, and I always say this that I know that what He's about to pour out is going to be stronger than we can handle, and we need to be able to contain that. So how do we do that? We ready ourselves. Now, if you look at the Book of Acts, like Luke wrote the Book of Acts, and it's really just the continuation from Luke because you have the Gospels, right? You have Jesus resurrected and then he, he writes this to Theophilus, right? And Theophilus was an educated man. He was a, like a, a nobleman. And, and really the, the reality is Luke is educated so he's writing to an educated people. And he's good on details and he's humble in his, in his writing. And so there's, there's things that, that are in there that, that the Lord wants us to really look at. And, and I, I feel like in this time where we live, in the, in the place where we live, God, the, the Spirit of God is looking for those who will pay attention 
to what he's saying. Like, I read the Word, and when I read the Word, I, I have to see, you know, Jesus in everything, right? The Holy Spirit is mentioned over 50 times in the book of Acts. How many think the Holy Ghost is probably the main deal? Some pe some, sometimes it was written as the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Some, some titled it as the Acts of the Apostles. Either way, the Apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So God's calling us in this apostolic age to get on board with what he's pouring out in this time. And I just, I want to look at a few things because I, we need the fire of God. Like the fire is what ignited what happened to the ex on the outside. Are you tracking with me? Like we can't, we can't, here's what I'm trying to get us from, is being so familiar with certain things that are written that we miss the gist and, the, and, and actually the even greater revelatory truth that God, God has in the scripture. So if he speaks to the disciples at that point in time and says, this is what you need, go wait and tarry. Now I want to just inform you that Peter and the whole bunch felt unworthy to do about anything. And I don't think we, we see that in scripture, but we know this, that Peter, Peter denied him. And now he's confronted with Christ on the beach. Come on. <laughs> he sees him after the resurrection. And now Jesus had been there for 40 days now, teaching them about the kingdom. I want to know what that looks like. And I promise you the only way we're going to see what that looks like is not by really good strategy. It's by going to the Lord. It's by going to the one who gives the Holy Spirit. I say this because they waited 10 days. And, and remember this, that 500 of them gathered, yet only 120 lasted. <laughs> I'm saying these things because I feel like we're in a, we're in a moment in time where God wants us to really, really be thirsty for what he's about to deliver. And I can tell you, every move of God, ready? I'm going to go right to the book of Acts again because here's the deal. When the apostles showed up at the scene and they were preaching everywhere, they were preaching in the temples, they were preaching all around, right? They, they were preaching in the outer court probably, right? But the book of Acts tells us that when they... They began to preach. The Jews, they, were, they weren't keen on it. How many know they weren't keen on it? Like the religious leaders were not really, really sweet about it. As a matter of fact, they got downright nasty and demonic because there's a religious spirit that wants to destroy and kill what God's about to do. And I don't know, for, for whatever reason, I ended up jumbling through judges this week and, and found that, how many know Samson? Samson was included in the, in, the, in the hall of faith. You know that, right? I know he messed up with Delilah, and I know he made a lot of mistakes, but he was still in, in the archives of the faith. Because in Judges 15, it shows us this, this picture of him. He's being, he's, he is the man. 
Like, he is the dude, and he probably didn't look like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Dwayne Johnson. Come on. He probably wasn't built like that. It, was the, it says that it was the spirit of might that would come upon him that would bring the presence. And the, it says mightily the spirit of God was upon him. Guys, this is Old Testament. Let me watch, watch, watch what's happening. So here's the deal. When Samson was in this situation and, the, and the, Holy, the Holy Spirit, come on, would come upon people then, right? It was God's Spirit, still Trinity. We were just, weren't introduced to him as the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, like we know, like we think we know in the book of Acts, like we think we know. <laughs> but here's the deal. So, Samson's trying to get, his, get to hang out with his wife, and, and, and it wasn't working well. This isn't Delilah. This is before the mess up. Come on, somebody. Say before the mess up. Come on. He was on track. He was really on track. And God was really using him in power and in strength. And so as he continued to, to press on the father-in-law, and he said, no, no, no. And then anyway, he's lighting foxes on fire. Come on. You remember the story? They're burning the, they're burning the harvest fields because he's trying to flush out the Philistines. He's messing with people. <laughs> Come on. Say, it's okay to mess with the Philistines. <laughs> it's okay. As a matter of fact, you can't help it. If you're filled with the presence of God, you will not help but bring some type of shaking to the powers that are not godly, that are trying to come against God, godliness. They're trying to come against what God's about to do. And I'm saying this not so that we become combative. I don't want to be combative. I can be combative. Come on, my, my wife lives with me. I'm saying this to say that Samson just, he didn't care. So let the, let the foxes go. And they were saying, who did this? <laughs> and he's like, I did it. What are you going to do? And what happened was, now the Philistines are hunting him down. And his own brethren are going to give him up. Here's my point. They bind him up. And how many know in this room that we can be bound up by religion? We can be bound up by our understanding of the word. We can be bound up by all kinds of things. We can be bound up by our, our pre uh, pre preconceived thoughts on what revival looks like. Because if I ask three people what revival looks like, probably three of you will have three different answers of what it looks like. But we can be bound by how we perceive God is about to move. And I'm telling you, the old move will always persecute the new move. Thinking that they already have it and the, and the forerunners do not. But there will always be a forerunner generation. Yeah, in the spirit of Elijah, yet filled and overflowing with the Holy Spirit, right? So, so they go and they bind him up and they said, we're going to give you up, man. And they did. They gave him up. They gave him over to the, the Philistines. They brought him out. And when he, it says that the spirit of God came upon him mightily and actually burned the fetters. It burned the ropes. It said it was new ropes. Come on. It was something. They thought they were going to mess him up with something new. 
but, but, the, but the Spirit of God burned those things off of, off of him, and he was free. And it says that he, he found a, a fresh, <laughs> a fresh jawbone. <laughs> because now, game is on, like Donkey Kong, for real. <laughs> and I'm telling you, and now he is not, they are not messing. And it says he heaped upon heap. And I'm reading that, and I'm thinking, heaped upon heap. This is what it means. It means that the Spirit of God was so on him. Ready? Because God wants to prepare us for a war, right? It's going to be a war. We're going to love. We're going to, come on, we're going to bring. But I am not, we're not going to stand for what the Spirit of, of the age is going to try and put on the church. Are you hearing me? Because it's all over, man. I, I agree with some of the prophets that said that today's media should be brought up on treason. I believe that. I believe that. Because we are so far off. The compass is so messed up with, with so much of the country. It, it, God is wanting us not to give in to the spirit of the age. I'm having issues. Hold on a second. But by his spirit, we're going to see freedom. So you can't be bound. Remember Peter, he's, 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 in, he's locked up. And the angelic comes to free the apostolic ministry. Come on, there's something that God wants to do in this time, in this place. He wants to do it all over the region. He wants to do it all over the country. He wants to do it all throughout the world. He wants to unfetter what God's about to do. But we need to be in agreement with it. And we need to be, I'm going to say it again, we need to be aggressive. Is it okay? You can be aggressive in the spirit. That's not, I'm not talking about trying to pull down strongholds and all this stuff. That's not what your job is. Your job is to be aggressive in pursuing him. Your job that God has given you not to strive, but God is calling us to be a people that are completely given over and aggressive towards the things of heaven and not, come on, not sitting and, and participating with what the world is trying to put on you. Even, even, the, even some of the things that we go through, God is, God is trying to strip us, come on, and so that we're so dependent upon him that there's not one thing that can get in the way of our relationship between us and him. Because even our children, our jobs, there's all kinds of things that try to put blockades in front of us and Jesus. Are you hearing me? And I'm not saying quit your job and, you know, get rid of your children. I'm not saying that. I am saying this. I'm saying that God is looking for a people who will sit, ready, go back to the 10 days because there's something about the 10 days. You know, we have the 10 days of prayer, right? It's a movement in the region. It's a movement all over the country, really. But the 10 days of prayer, what does that look like? Like if we're gathering together in unity to pray, we should be praying, God, come. And I'm telling you right now, if we were, if, if, if God was about to, never mind, he's already sent a move of God. The move of God is here. It depends on how hungry and thirsty, right? It says this, says this, it says this about him later, because after he's, he's wiped out all, he's taken all the Philistines and heaped them up. <laughs> he's going to give you a drink in the presence of your enemies. I'm telling you right now. He heaps them up. 
That means that nothing, not one thing God's about to do can break your fellowship with Jesus. That not one thing that the Holy Spirit's about to release on your life that will keep you from the love of God. There's not one thing that can come against you. I don't care what it looks like. It can be thousands upon thousands upon thousands of things. But if you're burning with the presence of God, if you're burning with the very thing that, that burns the, the burning one, the, come on, the, the Holy Spirit, the fire that came down at Pentecost, it was there to, what, just give us a new language? Let us have good meetings? <laughs> Help us to dissect Scripture so we can present it. hear what I'm saying like I need I don't know about you but I need the spirit I need the Holy Spirit to just come like I'm I sit there mentally and trying to figure out God what does this look like and he continually says the same thing to me no eye has seen no ear has heard no eye has seen no ear has heard so we got models, right? We got all kinds of models. We've got evangelistic models. We've got house of prayer models. We've got church models. We've got models that we can go win the lost. We've got all these models. And God's saying, put the model and break it. Because I don't want anything to get in, in the way of what I'm about to do. And I know we sit here and we come here weekly. But I loved, what, I loved what Jeremy brought, and some of you weren't here, but Jeremy brought this word about, let, listen, what if we all came in, and I've said it before, he said a lot of things that I've already said, but he said, what if we all came in with this purpose to just see what the Lord's about to release and bring, like, if you just come here and allow the Spirit of God to prepare you, and you be, we begin to pray in tongues, like, like God's about to really show up. Like the Holy Ghost and fire is about to hit the building. It's funny, he said, I see this like Azusa Street. Well, we've, I've seen the fire of heaven coming straight through the ceiling. Joe's seen it as well. I've seen pictures of the Lord releasing like this fire that would come down into this building and blow it up, like li literally. And so that's no mistake. And if e either we believe what God's about to do or we stand behind and, and kind of, okay, but might happen it's like praying for the sick like am I waiting for your faith <laughs> am I waiting for someone else's faith to bring me to where God needs to bring me am I waiting for someone else's faith to activate so that they can get healed no God says this he said he sent out the he sent out the 72 saying what giving you power and authority we don't have to we don't have to question that unless we do right so there's a measure of breaking out of unbelief and I believe the only thing that does that is waiting but we need to wait upon the Lord right and it goes beyond waiting because we, we have to continually be in this thing where right the Levites used to tend to the fire they take the ashes out and they continue to let it burn. And that's a picture of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That we allow the, the, 
the things that we had to clean out of the fire because you know that the dross is going to come when the fire comes. Right? God pulls out things in the midst of us being open to what the Lord's going to do. So, so it comes like this. I never even get through this, right? I'm terrible. Samson threw them up heaps upon heaps with the jawbone of a donkey. I have slain a thousand men. So one man slaying a thousand warriors. That's where we get the scripture, right? One can put a thousand and two can put how many? Ten thousand. So, so there's nothing, there's no enemy. There's no enemy of the church. There's no enemy upon, of your life. No enemy that, come on, anyone is dealing with that God can't overcome. That God inside of you can't overcome. The person you're believing to, for, to align with what you're doing and you're living, come on. God, God is trying to pull us, pull this, all of who he is right down to us so that the whole earth is filled with his fire, filled with his glory, filled with the knowledge of the glory right? And so it says this, verse 18, it says that he became very thirsty. He just went through a battle. He just was released by fire. Come on, the presence of God, the spirit of might was on him. And God's calling all of us to live in the spirit of might. But he, it says this, he was very thirsty. So he cried out to the Lord and said, you've given me a great deliverance by the hand of your servant. And now I shall die of thirst. And fall into the hands of the uncircumcised. And so here's what happens. Here's what happens. Say, here's what happens while I drink something. Here's what happens. We get really, really thirsty. And we drink. And you don't have to work up a drink. Because it says that out of your belly... Remember, out of your belly comes living waters. So you're not without water, but it just depends on how thirsty you are that you want to drink. Come on. God wants you to drink. And here goes, it goes back to the same thing always. Do I believe God even in the midst of, I just had a great breakthrough. And all of a sudden, here's, here's how we live. Here's how most of us live. We make it through one thing, and then there's an onslaught of something else. And we just go, ah, I've had it. And you don't drink, right? And God, the Lord is saying, just keep drinking. Just keep being thirsty. Because the thirstier you are, the less you're going to have to deal with any of the onslaught. I promise you this. Listen. I promise you only because I know. Like I know the enemy's after certain parts. He's trying to get certain parts. He's trying to get land. Does that click? It's good. It's all family here. I'm fine. I can breathe. But the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, He's trying to get in certain parts of our lives, whether it be sickness, whether it be family issues, whether it be money issues. There's all kinds of issues that he's trying to 
come on, it's the enemy, but then we give in. Like, all he needs is a little, like, poke, push the button, and then we're like, why? Why is this happening right now? And then you start giving into thoughts. Ready? I'm going back to unbelief again. Because this is where we need to live out of. We need to live out of great faith. And God's trying to release such faith on the church right now. I promise you this. Be, right? I know this. I'm going back to this because when David Hogan came and left, I had people saying, why? What? I brought the cripples. I brought people with cancer. I brought, I, I invited people with cancers and all kinds of crazy things. And I expected, I expected people to get healed. And nothing happened. Nothing that I saw. Come on. Come on, I, right? I, I say that and people get like really intense. Come on. I'm, I'm just being real. Why? Why wasn't there like just outpouring? Because he walks in this, you know, he's raised 37 people from the dead. I saw his grandson who died and came back to life. So is it a question? Is he a liar? Is he a fake? Is he a fraud? Absolutely not. Don't call him that. I won't feed him to the Philistines. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Either God is God and he does it everywhere, but I'm telling you there's something, I'm telling you right now, there is something that's about to be released over New England that is going to be miraculous and it's going to move in crazy power because we, there's too much religious thinking and there's too much intellectual thinking. Those two things are our stumbling block, right? And so here's the deal. I believe this, that, the, that there was deposited a gift of faith because that's what he moves in. I was talking to him last weekend or whatever I saw him, and he, every, every testimony I said to him, I said, David, they all seem like they happened a month later or four weeks or two weeks or a week later. He goes, yeah, I never see any of them. I come back someplace, and there's someone who's completely healed. Or I prayed for someone, right? And literally, creative miracle would happen, but it wouldn't happen for three or four weeks. Like he would not see it physically happen right then. Did that change how he believes? I'm talking about one person right now. Right? So what should be different for you and I? Absolutely nothing. There's some place of faith that God's trying to bring us so that we don't, when we don't see the instant result or an instant change, that we don't give up. Holy Spirit came. Jesus said this. He commanded 500 of them to hang out. And 380 booked it. Said this is too hard. Or whatever they thought. I don't know. Maybe there was religious pressure. You're sitting, you're with the, you're, you're hanging out with those strange people. Come on. What's that? That cult, the way that you're hanging out with. No, I'm serious, right? So we can get persecution. We can, or even our own minds will just start with, nah, 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 nah. nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to see nothing. Right? Listen, when I first got saved, I can remember being in meetings and I'd be like, what am I doing here with these crazy people? I promise you. I promise you, I was like, I'd be in there, everybody would be like, Shandalara. I'm like, oh, no Shandala here. 
I'm like, these people have off the hook cuckoo bananas. Until I received the Holy Spirit, and then I was still like, I don't even get it. I don't even get this. Like, God, how, why would you even, why would you begin to, what is that anyway? Tongues. Come on, it's just, it, there's just something that the Lord wants us to just abandon and not worry about what we're thinking, right? Because we're always thinking, like, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's so funny. Certain people walk into these meetings <laughs> when we have, you know, Anita is a perfect example. <laughs> if she ever watches, I, we love her. It's not Anita Alexander, right? So with the, huh, you know, all that. Come on, I love it too, but it freaks people out. Like, what is that? I love that. See, but maybe 20 years ago, I was not, I was be like, what is going on? I don't know about that. Come on, give me the straight evangelist that just does his thing and heals the sick. I'm good with that, but I don't know about the, you know? I, hear, hear what I'm saying to you, because God is trying to break the boxes. And what does it look like? Is it just, we wait? Because every time, every time the Holy Spirit showed up, it says the place was shaking. Now, what would happen? What would really happen if we had a prayer meeting? Just say there's 20 of us or whatever's in here now, right? More. But the, the Spirit of God would come upon the place and shake it. I'm not just talking about the new herky-jerky shake that I got from Charlie Champ every now and then. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about that. Right? I'm not talking about that. I used to not be a weird charismatic, and now I do that weird thing now, right? <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, you know me. I'm like, come on, cool. Uh, the fire comes on me. You'll see it in my eyes, but, you know, I'm not like, eh, eh, eh. You know, I'm not the hay guy. Hey, I'm not him. But you understand what I'm saying? So what would happen if we, if we gathered for prayer? Just say on a Wednesday night, if we actually... Because I've felt it in here. It's happening. Like if we had more worship teams, we could just keep going. Right? I'd just be here all night. Wait till I'm done with my job. You never, you know, I won't, it'll be trouble. I'm telling you, I won't leave. Well, yeah, well, I'm done. It's not really. But anyway, you understand what I'm saying. The more Jesus we hunger and thirst for, the more we will get. I promise you, he will not leave us dry. He will not leave you thirsty. He will not leave you hungry. It's promised throughout all of Scripture. So I say this to say, what does Pentecost look like when it actually really comes? Because I, I'm telling you, the latter rain is way greater than what we're even experiencing right now. So I'm expecting when we gather here on a Wednesday. What? No, Sunday. See, what I don't want is to get so comfortable and familiar that my life just goes along and I miss what God's about to do. Because He is all in all. He is everything. He is in, char he is in charge of what this awakening looks like. I am not. You are not. None of us are. All we have to do is be available for what he's going to do. And I truly do believe, I truly do believe that this will be a, like a, 
a stronghold of the miraculous. That's what I'm believing for for healing tonight. That like this place begins to blow up with miracles like you see in Asia, like you see in Africa, like you see, that it just becomes a mecca for people to come in and out and be healed of all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm not saying subtle. I'm talking radical things. I'm talking there's no, there's no governor on the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean by governor? There is no, nothing dulling down the Holy, I don't know, I don't know how we can operate in church without him. Like I, you cannot operate in, in full power without the Holy Ghost. Like I'm all for good preaching and teaching and, but if it's getting in the way of what God's about to do, then I'll just, I'm, I'm going to be way better off if, if I just get out of the way. Because I've realized this. He's not impressed with my preaching. No, I'm, I'm serious. He is not impressed with my... <laughs> he loves me. Don't get me wrong. But he, if he's going to do something in you, he, he doesn't want me in the way. So I need to get that in my mind. And even in coming in here, like I should maybe switch my seat every week. You should too. I'm serious, because sometimes Ann always changes her seat. <laughs> I feel like I feel like sometimes that I'm so like programmed to go through my stuff. We get so programmed to do our thing, right? That God is just like, I just want to take your hair and mess it up. Point at Callie because I got off the phone at the uh, off the floor at, at the conference and I was like my hair was like everyone was like I never seen you like that before I said this is what I look like really drunk good so go to Acts chapter four and we'll So I love this because, you know, the Holy Spirit just comes, right? They had this miraculous, they had this massive miracle, right? The guy that's been outside the temple, he gets raised up, and then they get locked up. Well, no, they they didn't get locked up, but they get talked to, Peter and John. locked up. This is one of my favorite prayers. The scripture should be all of our prayer. That the Lord would just come, right? It says this. You know, they they basically said, now don't do that anymore. Shame, shame. That's not, it's not accepted around here. It's not accepted in church culture here. We don't do that stuff around here. So he says, this is the prayer. He says, now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, say all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, say to heal, 
and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Oh, there it is again, yeah. And when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I thought, wait a second, I thought they were filled before. Don't they only need one infilling? No. We're, listen, the cup, this cup spilleth over every now and then, right? And so as we, th this is the whole deal, right? That we get filled and overfilled. <laughs> Say, I need to be overfilled. I need the overfilling. I want the overflow flowing off my life. This is why when they went out and Peter's shadow spilled out on the streets, the people were healed, right? So that, that's how we should all live. I know Peter was an apostle. I get it. But as far as I'm concerned, Stephen went down to Samaria I know he was an evangelist, but he started by serving. And when he went down to Samaria, he went down and he blew it up. He blew a city up by himself. I'm sure he had some help. I'm sure he had the prayer team of Stephen. But you understand what I'm saying? That it isn't, listen, we've got to get out of this mindset that, you know, I can't function in that. You can function in that. The problem is we keep trying to function in it when we're dull and when we're practicing. And I'm not saying we don't practice, but I am saying this. I, I, I feel like sometimes if, if I don't have faith, like I can see on certain people when there's faith to receive. Believe me, I've been doing it long enough. So sometimes I just want to walk by. Bless them. Seriously, because I feel like it's a suck the, it'll suck the faith out of you sucks the, the anointing out of you and I'm not saying that we don't have compassion that's not it, I'm not even talking but in some times, in some settings God wants to pour out His Spirit and power and you need to pick and choose who you're going to speak to and who you're going to release to, right and, and I know God wants to infiltrate and He wants, you know, Peter just as he was speaking they were cut to the heart but we got to start with believing God to just begin to do the things that the, the heavens on your hand like either I believe when I touch you that heaven's gonna invade your life Are you, you know what I'm saying not just a little try a little trickle maybe you'll get a little something a little shubadooba and you'll go home no I'm serious because there is something of substance that God wants to pour out and some of it will become by waiting Can I say most of it comes by waiting? And it's not waiting for anything else other than Him. Like, I can't twist God's arm? I won't. He's going to come. He wants to come. He wants to come more than I want Him to come. <laughs> we just don't get it. That's what David said to me, right? David Hogan. He goes, That's the problem you don't get. He wants to come. More than you want him to come. There's so much in this book. Just one book. The book of Acts. For the newborn church. So many things. Right? You had Paul, who was disqualified who had an encounter with Jesus in the backside of the desert, in Damascus. 
and he begins to open up the Mecca of Antioch, right? He was pretty much disqualified. He's the guy that was killing Christians. He was the one that was moderating all these dudes. And, and there was all kinds of, come on, you felt the, already the new regime was like, this dude is not, it is not happening with him. We don't trust him. He was trying to kill us yesterday. I get it. Come on, pray for Kanye too. It's like crazy, right? Christians are never happy. Like all of a sudden the harvest is coming in even through the place of Hollywood, right? And entertainment industry. And, and, and we're criticizing people's salvation. What, what is that? That's messed up. That's twisted, right? And then you got people crossing over from, from Christianity and they, they, they get a little, come on, they get a little platform and we say, oh, they're backslidden. Come on, it goes both ways. I'm telling you, it's crazy stuff. You got to watch it. God's the judge, right? So I say that to say this. The, the spirit of God was on Paul and Paul ended up writing two-thirds of what we now read as the, come on, it's the most marked up part of my Bible. Like I was looking trouble, right? All the epistles are all and the gospels. More than my Old Testament. Because I like the new covenant. Right? But the Spirit of God wants us to receive something tonight that's going to empower us for the next 10 years. <laughs> Come on, it's just going to work till tomorrow. <laughs> No, but I mean light you up. How many know they need to be lit up? I need to be lit up. There's two people that know they need to be lit up. That's sad. <laughs> right? I'm saying this tonight because God is really after this. And I know this. We need to move offense aside because I'm telling you, the old, when, when God comes rolling in this, in this place in, in greater, greater ways, greater strength, Right? I'm expecting the place to be shaken. I'm expecting the sound of the freight train. And we all get in front of it. Not just one of us. I, haven't, I know the front of that train. He wants to come and get you too. We're just afraid of what happens. Right? Because it looks really undignified. <laughs> I'm serious. Right, because when he shows up and he's moving in power and you get in front of it, <laughs> you should, we, we don't even need someone to lay hands on us. When God's in the room, I, don't, I shouldn't need anyone, right? Like, I believe God's going to move us into this place where miracles just happen in the room. Why? Because Jesus is here, not because there's been celebrities showing up. I think that's one of the main reasons why certain things didn't happen. Because we're all, there was so much groping towards the person rather than, like Paul said, we grope. People are hungry for prophetic words <laughs> through a guy that doesn't even give prophetic words. I'm just being honest. You know? You need a word I need. No, you don't need Jesus.
it's all stuff you hear heard before. That's okay. Here's what we live in, right? Second Timothy chapter three, verse verse one. But know this that in the last days there'll be perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, right? We live in such like a, an egocentric culture, right? Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, 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 and, and easily offended. It doesn't say that, but I'm just adding it. Slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of God, traitors, headstrong, headstrong, that would be us stubborn people. Haughty, lovers of, of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And here's the deal. So all of us, we'd rather be doing something else a lot of times, right? Because it's just, I, I know personally, I'm just confessing, ready? It's good. Sometimes it's just too much, right? Sometimes I've got so much God and I'm just like, I just want to check out, right? But it's because my flesh can just ride. And I'm not saying anything, nothing bad, but just pleasure, like chill, like, eh. and God is trying to pull me out of that, right? So that I don't have any downtime. Oh, you don't have fun. No, I have fun, actually. This is a lot of fun. The more I get with him, the lot of fun I have. I do. And I do like to go off with my family and do things. But you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, my, I feel like the more we get, like, I'm on all the time. I'm just on all the time. Not that I have to perform and do ministry, but I'm on with Jesus all the time. Like, I don't just check out, like, I, even, even with the social media stuff, like, it's like, it steals. Right? It steals from what God it wants to do. We, we spend more time fellowshipping with Facebook than we do face-to-face -face with Him. Really. I'm just being honest, right? And this is for me. It's for me too, right? Because the Lord wants to shift our mindset so that, right? So that we're not the ones saying we have a form of godliness yet denying the power. Because at the end of all this, this is what comes out. Like if I'm so full of myself that I don't give myself over to Jesus, and come on, I stand up here and I'm talking to you all and I'm, you know, I'm blabbing at you all, but this is preaching always to me, right? I'm going in the Word and I'm saying, God, what is it that you want me to do? What is it you want me to release? How is it that you want my life to be just completely poured out? Because Paul poured his life out. Like I look at Paul and he was like the guy in the New Testament, even more so than Peter, he just gave his, and, uh, uh, you know, I can't compare, right? But I just look because why would he have come out? He's the one that knew all of, all of the scripture about the Old Testament, but Basically, Jesus said, forget all you thought, and I want you to, ready? I want you to begin to write this down, because this is what it looks like a, a person fully given over to Jesus. And Paul gives us models all throughout, the, all throughout the, the New Testament, right? One third of the book he wrote, because he, he gives us instructions on how to be like Jesus. How to get the reality of heaven inside of you. How to, how to allow 
the fullness, the hope of glory to come in and invade my life so that I don't look anything like myself anymore. I look more and more like him every day. And there's a denying of self. I don't care what you say. There is a denying of self that goes on that wants to pull us. Come on, there's this constant tug that I need to be pulled here and I need to, and I, ha I have aspirations and I, I want to do this. And like, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to get a plan. <laughs> like, how this thing grows. And I'm like, I don't, you know what? I don't know. We're doing good now. We could do better. But I'm like, God, I need, I need vision. I want him. How many want vision? No, I don't just need vision. You guys need vision. Like you need vision. You have to get you have to get vision, personal vision, and not not to strive and come up with some grand plan, but how everything fits together, right? Because all of us fit together into one. Because it's about making one body on one purpose. Even with the even with the churches as at large, everybody. Like there has to be this thing that God begins to do that brings us together in one accord with one purpose. Because it will not happen with just one. In one place, in one accord. Watch what God does. He blows fire on that. So there's all kinds of stuff, right? I can go on to chapter on to chapter four here and it says, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ that will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in the kingdom. <laughs> I can just stop at that, right? What is that? Then he goes on, preach the word, be ready in season. So God is saying, He wants to set us apart, right? You are to preach the word. I know he's talking to Timothy, the pastor of Ephesus, but you are to preach the word. And he wants us to step into a place where what God speaks and looks over us, he begins to declare over us, we begin to walk and act out. You are destined to run. You are not destined just to warm seats. There is that thing, we've got we to gather together, I get it. But there is this thing that God wants to ignite. <laughs> ignite your butt, come on. Get you moving. Get you moving. And get you into what he's about, what he's doing right now. Right now. Right now. Not tomorrow. Right now. There's urgency. If there's no urgency, I don't know how we get into it. You can't step into it if there's no urgency. Anyway, I'm done yakking. Father, stand up. Let's go. I know I always say this. We need to encounter God. We need to encounter Jesus. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit. I have no other message. <laughs> I have no other message. It's like, this is what we, I can give it to you 17 different ways. Probably 365. But I'm telling you, this is what we need. We need his fire and his presence. He will not be denied. 
Are you hearing me? He will not be denied. So if he's not going to use you, me, and someone else in this room, he'll use someone else. And I love this privilege I get to be used. Just to be a vessel for him to just run through. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. Lord, we ask that you just release your fire and your presence on us, Father. I just pray, Father, you put that thirst that Samson was carrying, that thirst after been through battles, been through all kinds of things, because people in here have been through battles and been through things. So, Lord, I ask that you just release a greater level of, of thirst. But, Lord, I know that you're faithful to just pour out water. You will just pour out water. So I thank you tonight, God, for every person in this place. Lord, we ask for divine health and healing over people who raised their hands earlier that had pain in their bodies, God. Lord, we desire the fullness of who you are. I just declare the, the miraculous. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we just declare over families in this place. Lord, restoration, Father, I pray for people in our families that are, that are suffering with addiction or, or far from you, God, I just declare over every prodigal, Father, right now that the spirit of the Lord would come upon them. That they'd, be, that they'd be touched by your presence, God. That they'd be apprehended by who you are, God. And I thank you, Father, tonight that whatever, whatever, whatever it takes, God, you're going to do it. Lord, you're going to posture us in intercession. Lord, I pray for, for even the 10-day, Father, thing that, that you constantly you want to do. The 10 days of, of desiring and seeking you. And I'm telling you right now, if you just begin to desire and put yourself apart for 10 days, watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. I'm telling you, it'll begin something. And it, it'll only make you more hungry. So I just declare more hunger. I declare more thirst. Lord, I ask that, Lord, that, the, that there wouldn't be a, a striving, God, but there would be this place of rest, this intensity of rest, but the fire of just this... Un, you can't stay in what you are. You need more of, more of him. See, here's, here's how I deal with hunger. I get more hungry, and, and I, I can't get enough, so I just want more. And I feel good. It makes me giddy, actually. I just get like, more, Jesus? Can I have more of you? And so God just wants to pour that out on you, that you're just so hungry, and you're not looking at any other thing. You're not looking at any other goal other than him. He's the one goal. It's like not, and, and I'm, I declared vision over this place, but Lord, the division would flow through and begin to move through those who are, who are just completely given over to you, just completely given over to you. I declare faith. I, I declare fresh things. Lord, I, I declare uh, all, every person in this place that their, their spouses and the, they would run together. Everybody would run together. Lord, those who are not married, God, you'd find them good husbands and wives. <laughs> Father, and, and Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. But we pray that the yoke, anything, any places where we're unequally yoked, Father, just come together and we'd merge together. And even in this room and even in the body of Christ, Lord, 
Father, I just see, I just see something going with unity and one accord that's going to send the fire of heaven right on to New England, right on to the state of New Hampshire, right into Massachusetts, all over the place, God. And we declare that tonight, Lord. We thank you for greater vision. We thank you for the greater things that you're going to pour out. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you just release it. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we're, we're beautiful sons and daughters in this place tonight. And Lord, that nothing, 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 nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing, not one thing. That our eyes are completely focused on you. That our ears are completely attuned to you. I just declare over our ears that we would completely hear everything you say. That the Spirit would speak. That no one else, we wouldn't hear any other voice. We would hear the Spirit that would speak. We wouldn't hear uh, contrary voices. We wouldn't hear our own voice, God. We would hear the Spirit speak to us. And Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for an encounter with heaven in a brand new way. This week, just this week, tomorrow, right now, that we wouldn't miss anything that you're doing. Lord, release the fire of heaven over this place. Lord, I pray that this place would be filled with your fire before people would even walk in, before we, the worship team would walk in. All that, Father, that there'd be just this glory that would just cover this place. So I, again, I just declare over people's bodies 